I can hear it more now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wild Wisdom Wellbeing guest slot. And today I'm absolutely delighted to have with me the wonderful Beverly Jones of Awaken Coaching, or as it says, uh, Awaken Business Club. Because Bev has a lot of strings to her bow, don't you, Bev? I do, yeah. When people ask me what I do, it's really difficult to kind of narrow it down, I'm afraid. So, um, yeah, I keep, try I keep trying, but it's kind of, I want to share everything, what I do. But my basic of everything I do is to help people, Robin. So whatever whatever slot you got me in, it'll be to help you as best I can. So, so you do a lot of work in the corporate world, don't you, having come from that background? So mm. supporting well-being and in a corporate environment which i think is so important particularly at this time when thankfully we're beginning to ease the lockdown restrictions that we've been under for over a year now and people are getting back into work uh, to a greater degree and i know from my brother when he was furloughed and then brought back into work that's a hell of a transition because they brought him back in on a monday morning and said, right, that's it. You've got your full nine to five plus every day, Monday to Friday for your first week back. There was no nice gradual easing in. And I loved something that you said on a live with, I think it was Sino Bounds the other day about how, or was it even your own motivational thing yesterday about how it takes 21 to 40 days to build a new habit so we've had over a year of building these habits and being told this is what is going to keep you safe wear a mask keep distanced stay at home if you possibly can and now all of a sudden we're some people are being expected just to right that's it back to work yeah it's not going to work you know it's, it's like mm -hmm. i said it was on my live yesterday about the you know the 34 days whatever to to keep to get and make a break a habit um and we have been in this for a long time. Our habits are different. You know, you hear of people how long it takes for somebody to give up smoking or, you know, um, if you get into a hab any habit, it takes time to break it. I and mean, a lot of people are being expected to break it overnight, but your mind, your consciousness, your whole being is not used to that. It's not used to working in that way or living in that way, but not even being that way, it's just not used to living in that way. So we all need to be gentle with ourselves, you know, and, and we need to ask our employers to be gentle with us. And if we run our own business, we need to be gentle with ourselves because we cannot go, doesn't matter where you sit, whether you're 88 like my mum or five like somebody going back to school, it doesn't matter where we sit on that, what I like to call rainbow, you know, we really need to take it slowly. Um, and don't judge ourselves too harshly about what we are and what we can and can't achieve, in all honesty. So, Or how we're feeling or anything. And you were also saying in that live about not judging ourselves or where we are, but then also not judging somebody else. Absolutely. That everybody has their own place. But the important thing is to listen to our bodies, acknowledge and honour where we are and follow our own pace at what feels right for us and therefore to allow yeah. others to do the same. Yeah, we, ha we have to, you know, we have to live without judgment. We have to live with acceptance. We have to live with kindness, you know, because it's so true, isn't it? There, there are people out there, I read this ages ago, I think it might have been on Facebook actually, that we're all in the same storm, but we are all in different boats. 
and those boats are taking us on different journeys you know some of us will just go back out as if nothing has happened and end up going back to pubs or shops or whatever not even thinking about it and the day we're told to take our masks off we'll whip them off other people will continue to wear their masks for a long time you know i don't know if i'll ever go on the tube without a mask again if i'm totally honest um you know i won't use a petrol pump without gloves for instance but then i think i don't know why i did before if i'm totally honest because it's horrible now so, ooh, get me hand not because of germs but because of petrol you know you kind of got petrol in your hands and you go and get in your nice car or you eat a sandwich or something you think oh actually that wasn't a great idea before you know so but yeah we, we need to live without judgment but live with acceptance is my big thing really yeah Absolutely. And I think it's a good thing not to judge ourselves for where we might be and think I should be further along the line or mm. I should be able to cope with this or any of those sorts of feelings because we just yeah. are where we are. And like you were saying, we have been in this situation for so long now. And they say that to build a new habit is easier and quicker than to break an old one. So yeah. it's not even that we just need to return to how we were because that's not going to be the same anyway, or that we can expect to do it in the matter of days or weeks, but that mm -hmm. it's going to take time. And that, to me, the important thing is to be gentle with ourselves and to stay conscious yeah. of how am I feeling and to honour that and to support that. I know that another big thing for you is self-care. Oh, yeah, self-care is huge. You know, if I need to go to sleep, I go to sleep. If I need to drink more water, I drink more water. If I need to go for a walk, go for a walk. And whatever else happens, you know, I always know when my body and my mind now is telling me, this is time to stop. This is what you have to do, you know. Right now, you just need to sit and rest. And if that's what my body or my mind is telling me, then that's what I do. If I feel that I need to get out at lunchtime and go for a walk, then I go. I might have X amount of emails, but I will go, even if it's just 15 minutes, to get out in the fresh air. So self-care comes in all sorts of forms you know um from doing a jigsaw to reading a book to drinking more water to eating you know the food you eat um the rests you take the time you spend with quality time with friends and family you know all of these things all amount to self-care and one of the big things that i think we need to learn as well is to be patient with ourselves you know and be patient with others because they say, or Louise Hayes says, and she learned the patience of nature. And that is so true. We don't, we don't plant a bulb and it comes up overnight. We don't, you know, we plant a bulb. We don't even stand and watch it grow. We just know that it's going to grow. So we need to learn that patience ourselves and know that it might take us a week, a fortnight, a month, a year to be comfortable with people, to be back out there, to do all those things. And however long it takes on that spectrum is right for you. Might not be right for everyone else, but it's right for you. And don't be pressured into changing. Don't be pressured into, if you don't want to go out and sit in a pub garden because you still don't feel it's right for you, say no. Say no to others and yes to yourself. This is what I should have done more of years ago and I didn't. I kept saying yes, yes to yourself. I was just going to say, we went straight in there really without talking a lot about your background. So you went through burnout yourself and that's how you came to be a writer. You wrote a book. So maybe would you tell us a little bit about your journey just so that people can kind of see the road that you've traveled and, and for those of us who are maybe feeling a little bit 
wrung out at the moment and a little bit depleted, just to really understand from your knowledge of having been through it, how important these things are that you're talking about now. Um, yeah, I mean, as Robin said, I've written a book about it, which is called Made It Through the Rain, yeah, the website. Um, and it's not to push the book. That book is there to help people understand what it's like to go through burnout and what it can actually do to you. Now, my burnout happened. I had a 30-year corporate career. I was a senior manager. I worked for big blue chip companies across London and Dublin and, and Wales and whatever. Um, until it got to the point where I couldn't do anymore. I was exhausted because I was working in the day. I was working in the evenings. I was checking my emails in the evenings. I was in a really toxic relationship, which I describe as the sort of relationship that everyone else knew was rubbish, but I thought it was great. Been there or know people that have been there. I was going through a situation where I was being bullied at work. It was just the whole thing was just collapsing basically around me. Um, and it was such a slow burn. It started in around 2007, and I just kept thinking, oh, I'll be okay. Be all right. It's just me. Everyone else is coping. So, what's wrong with me? Do you know what I mean? And, and I, I really kept pushing it away. And, and my family and my friends just thought that it became my norm. It became my norm to be paranoid. It became my norm to be angry. It became my norm to cry a lot. It became my norm to be tired. It became my norm to just be just not be me, you know, positive, happy, all of that. It was not the norm anymore. Um, and then I ended up in a situation work and I had to go to the doctors. And he just basically said, you're two weeks from being hospitalized. You've got burnout, um, you're clinically depressed, severe anxiety, and you take a sick note now or in two weeks time, you, you won't be able to, you know. And that started a journey really for me of how burnout then literally came out in you know, I started self-harm, I went through suicidal thoughts, I had to deal with all of that. Um, but hey, you know, I'm no superhuman, but 10 years on, look at the difference, you know, and, and I thank God that people were there for me at that time and supported me through that. Um, that's not the same for everyone, you know, I recently lost a friend to suicide and, and it's very, very difficult. Um, and it's not a decision taken easy, but what I know is that it's not a decision to end your life it's a decision to end the pain that you are going through you don't necessarily want to die but you don't want to live with what you're going through yeah yeah so that for me was really what it was all about but i had a friend who was there at three o'clock one morning and thank god because you know she made me see what was there for me and and really then i started to turn into somebody who need who would ask for help who would go out there and explain exactly what was going on for me um you know i always say communication is the best medication and it's so true talking you know writing talking however you communicate is so important um and then really from that time and, and people think because people haven't been at work for the last year or not been in offices for the last year that how is burnout actually happening because people have got off that treadmill yeah, for me, it was a treadmill. It was a hamster wheel. It was something that I had to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, but for me, I just thought, right, you know, I've got to do things to help myself. And that's what I want to encourage people today, because there is burnout today. People are burning out. There are people who've been working long hours at home. But equally, there are people now who have to go back to work that maybe don't want to go back to the office. Maybe they, they're in a situation they don't want to go back to. 
And this is all can lead to anxiety and therefore burnout and all of that. So what I literally did around that time was just started to read a lot of books and I started to understand our thought patterns and what brings our reality so that actually what I was putting in was coming out. Um, I was putting anxious thoughts in, I was putting annoyance in, I was putting anger in, I was putting hatred in, I was putting all these horrible negative things. And they were all showing, you know, they were all showing my immune system broke down, life became difficult. Um, and I thought, actually, if I can break this down and start to understand it, maybe there's a chance that I can work through it. So I went for counselling, which was great because of the communication element of that. Um, I did go on medication. I'm not an advocate for medication, but it worked for me. I would suggest anybody goes to the doctor and have a conversation with your medical experts to see. It might not be right for you. It might be right for you. But what I did was have a plan in mind that when I went on the medication, I knew I was going to get off it. Do you know what I mean? So my doctor was great with that. And then I started doing all the wonderful things that you know about. So all the mindfulness stuff and spending time out and about and really kind of looking after myself um, and practicing a lot of self-care. Um, I write, I still to this day have a book where I write things to do down for the next day. And that was on the advice of my counsellor that said, if you write a to-do list for the next day, you'll have a reason to get up in the morning. And that really helps. And if ever I'm feeling a bit wavy, I think, hmm, I haven't done one of those lists for a long time. And so I kind of, it really helps me to get focused. Um, and so, yeah, so I kind of started to change my thought patterns, really, and, and work on myself a lot more, practice a lot more self-care to get now where I am today. So. I think being conscious and being aware, like you were saying, reading to get that understanding is such a huge step towards turning things around. Because once mm. you understand that actually we create our own reality to that degree and that my thoughts create, my beliefs create, my filters create, my experience. Mm. That's how I interpret what happens around me. Yeah. And it can be very interesting to look at siblings or couples who are living in the same setting and having a lot of the same experiences but interpreting them maybe very, very differently and how mm. that impacts on how they feel about things yeah i mean i literally stripped everything back i mean you know my life today is very stripped back you know i don't have um i've run my own business for 10 years i always said i didn't want to go back into the corporate world as an employee um i now work with a lot of large companies and organizations to help them with the well-being of their teams and the strategies around those well-beings and i produce videos that they can share with their teams and blogs and books and whatever it is to help people um but then i run as you said the awaken business club and and which is it's not just helping small businesses to set up and grow it's helping with the sleepless nights it's helping with the stresses of not finding that client it's helping you with where's the next payday going to come from do you know what i mean because i was there i'm my ica if i'm honest i am my own ica because i know what it was like to be in those situations when you needed help and you couldn't afford that help you know i fell into debt in a big way i didn't i, I didn't have any money coming in and i had more outgoings and i incomings so i sold my flat i went into rented accommodation i just did loads of things to really start to reevaluate my life and then I was really fortunate um, because I I met the guy I'm with now, the other relationship thankfully finished 
finished two days before Christmas 2010 and I, 2009. And I always say it was the best Christmas present he ever gave me was walking walking away, if I'm totally honest. Because um, I'm back now, you know, with Mike, who was my first boyfriend when I was 17. But he's been in a massive support. You know, he's there. He's very laid back. He's very kind of like somebody that if I'm anxious, he knows that's fine. We can kind of deal with that. You know, what's going on and, and what's the matter and tell me about it. And, but we live... You know, I'm not materialistic in any way. I don't, whereas years ago, when I was in the corporate world, when I think of the money I could have had, yeah, terrible. I had new trainers every week. I had new, the best phone, the best TV. Do you know what I mean? I was really quite materialistic looking back. Um, and now there's one materialistic thing in my life. And uh, anyone who knows me knows it's my Mercedes. So I'm not going to go on about it. But yeah. But what a great way to celebrate 10 years in your own business, having come from where, you know, that place of burnout and wondering was there a point in life to being here where you are now, celebrating 10 years, which is an amazing achievement really, isn't it? Uh, and getting the Mercedes that you had as your vision for all of that time. Yeah. Just goes to show, I think, that anybody can come around can turn things around from where they are that there yeah. is always even though we feel maybe hopeless powerless there is still the opportunity if we can just find it and just trust mm. and take it yeah. one step at a time trust in ourselves that we can do this that we can do this it's having that faith you know you're right you know there's a great saying isn't there that fear knocked on the door and when 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 i answered it there was no one there you know because that's what faith is faith is just about look you know believe in yourself know that you can do it i mean over the years people used to say when you get your mercedes when you get your mercedes and i used to say you know i'll get it when the time is right when things when divine timing steps in but I would like to think that I will get it by the end of my 10 years in, to celebrate my 10 years in business. And when COVID happened, you know, I was like, all right, that's not going to happen then. So I kind of took, you know, I do what I tell other people, let go, just surrender it. It was, it was what it was, you know. Um, and then, yeah, in October, just things transpired and, and it worked out to the point where you know I've, I've now got the mercedes and it really is the only materialistic thing in my life and anyone that knows me will know that you know i don't i don't crave a million pounds or anything um you know for me it's the health of my family and my friends and you know me yeah it that that's the big thing i'm thank god we've all come through this you know and, and we're healthy and able to go forward and yeah i love how you said you hit, you know, we all hit COVID and you thought, well, it's not going to happen this year. And that took the pressure off. Mm -hmm. And I think that quite often when we are wanting to manifest something, we're wanting to achieve that vision, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Yeah, we do. And in the end, it actually kind of gets in our way, those expectations, those shoulds. And the fact that as well, people were asking you, when are you going to? When are you going to? It would be so easy, wouldn't it? Just go, I haven't managed it yet and beat ourselves up as we so often do. But when we can just go, yeah, it'll happen when it'll happen. I know that it's there for me in the future at some point, taking that pressure off. And then things just fall into place, don't they? We think it's falling apart, but no, it fell into place. Fell totally into place. You know, I mean, I've done, I do vision boards, as you know, you know, and I love vision boards. And I've just actually, 
yesterday launched a new book which i'm really told which i you know what i do i just put it out there and it's there but i've, I've written a book um and got it sorted finally on the weekend and finished it which is seven seven steps to manifestation um from vision to reality and you know i share my stories because it's not just the mercedes that i you know i'm not superhuman but it's not just my mercedes you know um again people who know me i got engaged at christmas you know I mean? i've been with mike for 10 years it was always part of my life and i you know, wanted to, to cement, if you like, that relationship since I was 17, if I'm honest. Um, but we weren't together for years. Um, but that happened at Christmas. You know, when I was 12, I wanted to go and live in Ireland, and I did. And when I was, you know, my Mercedes has been a goal and a dream since I was, since I was 12. Um, and I just knew that one day it would happen. You know, and, and I'm not, as I always say when I tell people this, so let, you know, think about this. It's not some people say let go let god but a lot of people use let go let the universe and i'm not here to preach religion or anything else you can use whichever form you want but just let go just allow whatever it is to unfold to happen in that divine timing and to know that you know you're going to be okay and that's was what i had to learn all those years ago i had to learn or relearn what i knew as a child that actually it was going to be okay you know i would always be provided for there was always something going to be out there to help me and support me and, and all of that stuff and so that's how it happened and that's how i run my business that's how i help other people you know i don't pressure people i don't push people if you want to work with me i'm there for you to work with and i'm happy to help you and that's how that's how it is it's as simple as that don't stress the small stuff don't sweat the small stuff and keep it simple my two mottos and be kind <laughs> and i love that and I love simplicity as well keeping things simple because i think things are just simple they just tick along by themselves like you were talking about earlier uh, the adopting the pace of nature because yeah. look at nature. nature we don't do anything to nature nature just goes along nothing hurries and yet everything gets achieved in its own time and yeah we look at each year and each year the timing is different but it still all gets done yeah it's absolutely you know the autumn the leaves the color of the leaves they change when they're ready to change sometimes they're november sometimes it's september you know um you plant a bulb sometimes it will shoot up if the weather conditions are right sometimes it'll take longer you know snowdrops always appear around just after christmas you know you always get all those things so if you allow your life to just unfold like that it is so much easier than pushing and stressing and panicking and and all of that you know it just creates a terrible terrible place inside here that you don't need and your immune system then reacts and everything shuts down and you can't be you know you, you just lose all of sense of, of stuff really but i think just keeping it simple I mean, my other half is great. I say to him, when's this all going to end? When can I go back out to the shop? When can I go and visit friends? And he's like, it'll be when it'll be. Yeah. And that's Which just be so frustrating. It can be frustrating. But, you know, he's a farmer. He works in farming. You know, yeah. he's, he's a farmer. Um, and so for him, it, that's how he has to live. You know, life is what it is. And it will unfold as it's meant to unfold. And his view was always if people just slowed down and stopped a while and watched the world go by life would be so much simpler for so many more people yeah. you know 
you're right, we do make it hard for ourselves because we push. We push mm. and we strive. But yeah. if we could adopt the pace of nature and just, well, let, let's just see how this goes and let's just be open and curious and then I will see the opportunities that come my way versus I'm pushing, I'm pushing and I'm, I'm blinkered. I'm, the door is closing and all I'm seeing is the closing door, not the window that's opening. Absolutely, oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah, and that is exactly it. You know, let's just all let go of it. There are people that will be millionaires. There will be people that won't have much money. There will be people in the middle. That is life. And whatever bracket we fall into, we are not going to make it any easier for ourselves by pushing and shoving. And, you know, it's like if you are whichever one you're in, there's some very unhappy millionaires out there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So really, if you're down here and you haven't got much money, but you've got your health, you've got your friends, you've got your family, you've got a business that's ticking over. Now, I've been in business 10 years. I'm not a millionaire. And nor do I profess to be. I'm a millionaire in my life. There isn't a millionaire out there that could afford the life I've got. I always say that to people. You couldn't buy my life. It doesn't matter how rich you That's are. True. You know, and just make you be happy with that. Be happy in what you have today with the simple everyday things that you have around you and be grateful for those. Because the more you're grateful for, the more you get to be grateful for, if that makes sense. The more things come to you to be grateful for. Because whatever vibration you've got going in your life, you attract more of that. So if you've got a vibration of gratitude, whoa, more stuff that you can be thankful for comes into your life. But if you've got a, a vibration of anger, resentment, more of that comes into your life too. Yeah. And it is the thing, you know, if, if we, I speak to four business owners and, um, you know, they're very much around, um, not every one of them, but some people are very much, you know, I need that next client. I need more money in the bank. I need this. I, I want that one. And I'm like, just let go and it will come in. You know, just let that go because the universe delivers more of what you're concentrating on. Mm. So if you're concentrating on lack, you will have more lack because it thinks you, it thinks, well, that's what you think about. That's what you enjoy. And that's what that's what's part of your thing. Just let go of any needs and just say, Do you know what? This is how much I need this much money to come in every month or I need this many clients. Going, and then just let it all unfold. I know it sounds simple, I know, right? But trust me, I've done it both ways. And the one that causes less stress and the one that keeps it more flowing is the one where you can kind of step back and let it just all go and it all comes to you. And the one, the, that you can, the one that you can enjoy as well. Hmm. Because if you're pushing and striving, you're not really enjoying life, are you? And you're not able to appreciate the things that you have. So the more we appreciate the things that we have, the more we enjoy it, the more of that that comes in. Yeah. It's so true. And that's and I, true. I think to, to come to that realization that the universe actually is working towards more, you know, we're, we're wanting to survive. That's, that's a natural aspect of all living beings. Life wants more life. So mm. the universe is there supporting that. It, it is, does, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't want to pull you down. It doesn't want to, you know, for things to just fall apart for you. It wants things to come together. It wants to support you. It's it's a positive force in our lives. So when we can actually come to that realization, then we don't need to push anymore. No, we don't. I mean, I've got friends who say to me, "You're so lucky. 
you know, if you want this car parking space outside this particular shop, you always get it, and I don't. Or, you know, you always seem to have, if you want something, it always happens. And the reason for that is I just go, oh, I'm going to X shop, and I need to park outside in a hurry. I don't expect anything less, Robin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The parking space will be there. I just, I don't put the expectation there. I just say it in my head that this is what I believe. And then that's what will happen. And that has happened for so much in my life. I've just said, oh, yeah, I'd add to that one day. Or, oh, I really like those shoes. And then by some, I don't know, the universe or whatever, it finds a way of, of delivering that. But I don't have, I don't have high expectations. But I just have expectations that things are always going to be okay. You know, if I can't park outside the shop, it's, most, it's probably because I'm meant to get off my backside and go for a walk. <laughs> my mum is in our family. She's the parking angel. She always gets the spot. Yeah, and she's yeah. the same. So that's, I'm very fortunate in that that is something that I wouldn't say she was like that always, but she learnt that because she went on her journey. And that's something that she will definitely believe and talk about and like well why would it be any other way of course, exactly. <laughs> of course why, why is it any other way you know like I said when yeah. I was 17 Mike and I were together and over the years a lot of people that I've met through those years when I've been living in Ireland and whatever, when Mike and I got together actually said to me oh you always used to talk about Mike you always used to say do you know what if every man I met was anything like my first boyfriend then life would be so much simpler and I used to think did I did I really say that I don't know he turned up back beside my life one night outside the chip shop. Do you know what I mean? So you just don't know. You you just don't know. And I mean, as I said to you before, you know, that the last kind of on the bio on the back of my book, it says, you know, um, that an ordinary life can become extraordinary and experience can indeed be the greatest gift. And that's what we need to look at. You know, don't regret. Don't regret anything. Just look back at your experience and go, you know what, actually that was kind of that was all right i've kind of come out of that and this is what's happened there's a great guy called richard wilkins and i always use i always attribute this quote to him because i love it and he says use your past as a library not a home mm. How true is that go in dip in buy a get a book have a look what did you learn in that lesson from that take it forward but live now going forward with joy and know that you know you you can turn whatever situation you are in you can turn it around but the key is to talk about it if you're stuck that's my big thing really yeah and, and to be open and curious mm. rather than beat ourselves up that i got myself into this situation or i can't get myself out of this situation but more just to mm, that's interesting i wonder why that's happening and i wonder like you're saying for me as well it's oh that's happened that wouldn't have been my first choice okay I wonder why it's happened. I wonder what the learning in that might be or what I can discover in myself. I think that the whole COVID situation and the pause that we were put into with lockdown was a great opportunity for just, okay, take a moment, take a breath. Let's just have a think. What is this bringing up for me? Because I've met so many people who've been saying, wow, I hadn't realized how busy I was. I hadn't realized how much was on that treadmill that you mentioned earlier until the world stopped yeah. and I had to stop with it. And all of a sudden I realized I hadn't been taking time to go for a walk. I hadn't been taking time to smell the flowers as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Or as my mom would say, feed the ducks. And yeah. 
now I'm realizing, you know, I can take time to exercise. I can take time to go for that walk in the middle of the day. So yeah. you were saying about how we think of burnout as being something to do with working in an office and being worked very hard. But also I'm hearing now that as we've got used to lockdown and life has pivoted, life has gone online, mm -hmm. but there's a new kind of kind of a new way of getting burnt out that people are now not having to travel between meetings. So before, yeah. even if it was just that you got up off your chair and you walked to another room or you got into your car and you drove to a whole different site, we would have those gaps in between yeah. or we would have as well, I, I did a live a while ago about bookending our day. We would have the drive to the office. We would have the drive home. So the kind of getting gear for office, get back into gear for home, wind down, rest, leave things in the office and come home and have a separate space. Whereas now, as one person said to me, there's my office, two steps. There's my sofa and my television and my evening. There is. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. That, that's what's causing it. You know, when we're, I said to um, super recently, you know, I look at my boxes of shoes because I have a lot of shoes. If I'm materialistic other than the Mercedes shoes would be it. And I think I just want to wear a different pair of shoes. I want to wear my high shoes. I want to wear these shoes. I don't want to keep wearing my boots and my trainers. You know, I don't want to get up in the morning and, and just put on my casual clothes and just, you know, obviously look all right if you're on Zoom. And then be in the same. Yeah. You know, you have, for me, I had my work office, my, my office wardrobe that I used to go to work in, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I'm back in my office now three days a week, which I love, but I need to be going out with people because I didn't realise how much I love people, I have to say. I knew I loved them, but not quite as much. So the hugs are going to be plentiful for anybody who meets me over the next year. You will get a hug, whether you're a huggy person or not. That's just, sorry, it's irrelevant to me. It's irrelevant. I'm going to hug you. But there's all these little things that actually, and that's what's causing burnout, is that stress of actually, you know, we're working longer hours because we're stuck in front of our computer. We're going from one meeting to another meeting to another meeting. We're getting screen blindness. You know, we're not giving our, our brains and our head any break at all. We can go straight from our screen to our TV or our phone or whatever. We need to stop doing that. We need to read. We need to do jigsaws. We need to become creative and need to do other things. We need to have conversations, you know. we it's a human need isn't it and so much we're pushing it away and that's why burnout now is, is becoming a problem um with everything going on really yeah at the beginning of lockdown that was more people were doing gardening and mm. going walks and all of those things because we have the beautiful weather it was the right time of year in this hemisphere and if you were furloughed you had more time on your hands but it seems to have swung the other way now where whether everybody's feeling we have to play catch up for all that time that we lost. And there's the opportunity now just to have back-to-back -back meetings. I'm hearing of some people who they don't get a lunch break. They're worried if they need a pee and they have to nip to the bathroom. It's really got like working in a call centre and we all know how stressful that can be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even though I'm in the office three days a week, I tend to go out for a walk lunchtime. Do you know what I mean? I'll just take myself off and walk around the block um give myself you know plenty of time the scope i don't drink really during the day apart from um, water um you know that's it i tend to keep you know well i never have caffeine because caffeine is so bad for anxiety so i never ever touch caffeine at all 
um, I learned that to my detriment. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is all these little things. We just need to take a step back and say, Do you know what, it's all right to turn off my computer, to go for a walk at lunchtime, to, you know, and even when you go back to the office, don't lose those habits. If you used to go for a walk at lunchtime when you were at home, well, go for a walk at lunchtime when you're in the office, even if it's around the block, but do something. You know, do something to help yourself and practice that self-care. Because the other thing people are missing at the moment a lot is like their work buddies. You know, you might not see these people outside work, but you see them at the water cooler. You see them at the coffee machine. You see them at the photocopier. And there's always like, oh, how are you doing? Or how's your mum? You know, I'm sorry to hear this happened. Or, oh, how's your baby, you know, brother's baby or whatever it is. We just get on a Zoom call and straight into work mode. Yeah, we don't yeah. have those light-hearted conversations anymore. So I encourage people, you know, pick up the phone once a week and talk to a work buddy about something other than work, you know, just to, to have that chat. So Yes, to have that human connection, not just the work connection, but the human connection. If we're not getting it face-to-face -face anymore, we still need to have it. We are yeah. social beings. We need that as part of our well-being and part of the work-life balance, really. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that is part of that. I always turn that round. I don't I never say work life balance, I always say life work balance. I always like really consciously put it round in my head. Because yeah. I think it's important, you know, I think we look at our life balance. We work to you know, I mean I'm getting near a retirement age, you know, so I go further down the line, but you know, you you've just gotta you work for a certain section of your life. Don't make it your be-all and end-all of everything, whether you're in business or corporate or whatever you're doing as a job, you have a life outside of that. And that is the life to be enjoyed. That is the life to live. That is the life to, you know, we all have 86,400 seconds in a day. It's about making sure we're mindful of that and we make the best of every second we have. Yes, we've got to work, we've got to earn money, you know, we have to earn money. I'm not saying we don't have to earn money because we do. But if we've got enough money to have uh, to service our basic needs, so food, roof over our head, um, you know, and all the basic things you need, and those basics are different for different people. You know, I'm not saying that it's right to be rich or not rich or whatever. What I'm saying is just make sure you cover those first, and then start to look at your life around that. And how can you be? How can it be simpler if you need to make it simpler? Because it's that pushing and that shoving and that wanting more, wanting more, wanting more that just churns up and in the end, just, yeah, for me, cause burnout. I'm not saying it does for everyone, but for me, that's what happened. And I think also listening to your body as to this job that I'm in, how can it be not just a job, but a life? So that if you're in the corporate and it's not ticking your boxes, it's not floating your boat, it's not making your heart sing, then either find a way that it can, yeah. maybe it, it's other stuff that's going on that's impacting your thoughts and your beliefs, that's making it that you're striving in that job. Is there a way that you can thrive in that job? Or actually, are you feeling like a square peg in a round hole and something else, maybe running your own business, would be the, the right choice for you Absolutely. that means that you have a job that you love, a job that it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. You'll turn a hobby into a job and you'll never work another day in your life. You know, that that's what they say. And, you know, I think if you can 
take that. I mean, if you are in the, I loved my corporate career. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved it. I loved, I worked for Kodak for a long time, which was an amazing company, you know, and it was brilliant. I've still got friends from there now today, you know, 20 odd years on. But it was all about always enjoying going to work. You know, if you're not enjoying going to work, if there's something that's nagging at you and you're not enjoying it, then please do something about it. If you don't, if you're in a managerial role and you don't feel that that managerial role is for you, there's no shame in turning up and going, Chad, actually, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to just trim back my life. I'm going to try and look for something that feeds my soul a little bit more, you know, because that's what it's all about. We need to get up in the morning and, like I said, it says on my little sign on my wardrobe door, make, make today so awesome that yesterday gets jealous. You know, that's what we should be doing every day. It's not what you're doing. But make each day count, you know, and, and if you're not doing that, then please reach out, not necessarily to me, but there's loads of people out there. There's career coaches, there's confidence coaches. I am around if you need to chat, you know, Robin's around. We're all here to just help each other and support each other. There's nothing worse than being alone with something and you think that is the only way because there isn't only one way. There isn't. Right. Also true. And I think if anybody is watching and wondering, well, how do I do that? I can't see a way to make a change. And I kind of get what you're talking about, thoughts and beliefs, but I don't know how to change them. I, I feel completely and actually stuck or lost or whatever it is. Then do please reach out or message myself, message Bev, message somebody that you know and trust and mm -hmm. just reach out. Because I think as well, that's a really important message that that isn't weak. That is really strong to do something like that. And yeah. to never get to the point of thinking that it's not possible. And if you are at that point, trust that it is possible and do reach out because, I mean, if it's possible to turn around from burnout to owning a Mercedes and running your own business in 10 years, then- and having a great life. Yeah, and having a great life and enjoying your life. And for all of those things, those pieces that were not fitting together well 10 years ago, they're now coming together, relationship, work, Mercedes, home, all of these yeah. things come together for you. That just goes to show that it really is possible that all you need to do is take that leap of faith. It is, and you know, I said to people, I'm no superhuman. I've written, there's an anonymous quote, which is, I put in the front of my book, and it says, depression isn't a sign of weakness, it's just a sign of being strong for too long. And I believe that, I believe that in the end, it just, it will burn you out, you know, if, if you're not, if you, if you are a round peg in a square hole, burnout or something will happen and it will, it'll force you to make a change, which is what it did with me, it forced me to make those changes. And I'm now back where I was many years ago, you know, with that, that simplicity of life and, and understanding all of that. And that's all I want for everybody, whether you work for me in, with me in the corporate world or whether you're a member of my business club or the community group, you know, on Facebook, wherever you are, if you're within and you know me, you'll know that's all I want for you as well. I only want for you what you want for yourselves. So, yeah, that's that's me. In a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's just about letting people know that there is hope and that whatever you want in life, it is possible if you just trust and just take those steps. And as well to, to know that the steps don't have to be big and complex. They're just 
small steps taken consistently. I think that sometimes as human beings, we want things to be big and we want them to be complex because our problems feel big and complex. Mm. But actually, underneath it all, it is incredibly simple. And then we think it's too simple. That can't possibly be the right thing to do because that's too simple to work. But in fact, that is the right way to get it to, to come it together and to make it doable as well. Because if it's big and it feels like effort, it might feel like this has got to be it because that's what it requires. But at the end of the day, it's not sustainable. It's not. And I mean, there's a couple of things, you know, firstly, they always say do it in baby steps. There's a reason for that. When a baby starts to learn to walk, it doesn't get up one day and go, do you know what, I can do what everyone else is doing, I can walk. It doesn't. A baby, you know, if they're fortunate enough to be able to get up and be able to walk, you know, they learn by taking a couple of steps and then they fall over. They don't go, well, I can't do that then, can I? I don't know why everyone else can do it. Same with swimming, same with riding a bike. You keep getting back up and then you hold on a little tighter. You hold on to the settee and you walk around the settee a bit and you're a bit cautious. And before you know it, you know, you're able to walk or crawl or so it's the same in life you know just take things slowly and calmly and things will and simply and things will unfold you know every relationship i've had well there was one other relationship in my life many years ago that was as, as calm as what mike and i were but most you know other relationships have been a bit you know, you're trying to force things and you're trying to give too much and then it and all sorts of stuff you know like i say a few toxic relationships but now i realize that actually just being with somebody and just being is actually the answer and my mom used to tell me i has been married 60 years next year do you know what i mean and my mom used to just say that and i used to think oh yeah right whatever you know but it's true just be you know and don't get all angst about stuff, you know. Yeah, he loads the dishwasher after I've loaded it because he loads it a different way to I load it. Do you know what? If he wants to take it all out and reload it, have Robin, fine with me. Crack on. Do you know what I mean? So I've got to the point now. I just leave it there stacked by the dishwasher and I say to him, you stack the dishwasher because you do it this way and you always prefer to do it. So that's fine. Don't stress about it. It's funny. Charming, it's like yeah. when we can have that open curiosity with a sense of humor, we do laugh and we can say, Oh, yeah, that, that's just how it is, and it's fine, and it is quite funny actually. But also, you raised quite an important point there about you know, your mum had been saying, Just be, and it'll all you know, your relationship, if you can just be together. But sometimes we have to do it ourselves, we have to go through that learning ourselves, oh, yeah, yeah. and it's like with the burnout as well or whatever it is that we experience in our lives, these things come to, I believe, as lessons. Yeah. We have burnout because it's the body getting to the point of saying, right, if you're not going to stop, I'm going to stop you. Because yeah. you need to know that actually you have it all within. Because I think quite often we're burning out because we're pushing, we're striving because we're looking for something out there. Yeah, pushing the boundaries, aren't we? Yeah, and looking, we're seeking all the time, which is exhausting if we're searching, searching, searching all the time. But if we can just sit back and go, well, actually, I've got it. Yeah. And I, I can trust that it'll come out at the time that it needs to, for the resources, you know, I have the access to the resources that I need when I need them. Same as, and we were talking about planting bulbs and things before, and I saw something 
which was related to business, but could relate to life as well, that we seem to sow the seed and expect the fruit the next day. Absolutely, yeah. But you have to sow the seed, let the plant grow, let it flower, and then it will produce fruit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, everything has a season, everything has a reason, you know, and just let that flow. And once you get into that flow, life becomes easier. It does, it just becomes easier. And and it, people say that, you know, life is so simple. Yeah, because I make it that way. I, I don't push it. I don't force it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's just who, how I like to live my life. And if other people could take from that, then great, you know. And there are books about people who they get to their deathbed and they're asked the question, what would you tell somebody? What lessons have you learned from life? And the idea that don't stress the small stuff, have more yeah. fun, enjoy your life more. Those are the important things. Your health is your, is your wealth. Enjoying yeah. life is the important thing. Because as we all know now, time passes so quickly. Oh yeah. So, so Absolutely. to really enjoy it, really stop and smell the flowers and appreciate. And that's why I love nature, because you can get outdoors and just appreciate things so easily. So easily. So I don't appreciate the cold weather and the rain. I'm a bit of a fair <laughs> weather person, my dad says. But, you know, equally, I can sit inside and watch it. But then I watch movies and I do things like that because feed my soul or do my jigsaws or whatever. And then when it's nice, I go outside. But whatever you do, just keep it simple. And, and, and well, in terms of movies, I'm a great fan of things that make us laugh, that keep our sense of humour, because what keeps our sense of perspective, and it's great for your immune system, the more that yeah. we can laugh. Yeah. Yeah, rom-coms, my favourite. Just a silly old love film, do you know what I mean? Or things that make me laugh. Um, stay away, you know, as, as much as you can from as negative stuff as you can, because that will just feed your soul, otherwise it just gets in and stuff, so... Yeah, just be happy. So just to remind yourself then, what would, for this obviously being Stress Awareness Month, what would be your top tip for self-care in dealing with any stresses that we have in our lives? Get out and smell the roses. That's it. Just, and that's not necessarily get outside. That's just, do you know what I mean? just live for you just keep it simple you know and you'll find that the simpler you can make your life the more you can strip back from your life and the simpler you can make your life the easier it will flow the calmer you will feel um and you'll realize that actually life's to be lived just live it enjoy it love it whatever that means for you yeah wonderful thank you Beverly. very wise words and there <laughs> Thank you very much for watching, those of you who've watched us live. And if you're watching the replay, just stick in a hashtag replay. And as we said earlier, if you have any comments or questions or you'd like to get in touch, just pop something in the comments below or you can contact, contact either myself or Beverly directly. And I'll put some links in there as well. So have a great week and I'll see you all for the guest slot next week. Bye for Thank now. Thank you, Robin. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye. Bye. Bye.